Welcome everyone to this live podcast on Twitch where you can find the news from the research industry that how our researchers keep on researching on various topics and domains. So, it's going, um, and, uh, and yes, this uh, article is posted on our website, nainpostscientist.com. So, if you, if you are willing to check it out, please check it out. Otherwise, listening to this podcast will be enough you for you guys. And yeah. So... Without wasting any further time, let's get started with the first topic of the day. New system retrofit diesel engine to run on 90% hydrogen. Okay, let's see. Engineers from UNSW Sydney have successfully converted a diesel engine to run as a hydrogen diesel hybrid engine, reducing CO2 emission by more than 85% in the progress. The team led by the Professor Sean Cook from the School of Mechanical and Manufacturing Engineering spent around 18 months developing the hydrogen diesel direct injection dual fuel system that means exciting diesel engine can run using 90% hydrogen as fuel. The researcher says that any diesel engine used in trucks and power equipments in the transportation, agriculture and mining industries could ultimately be retrofitted to the new hybrid system in just a couple of months. Green hydrogen which is produced using clean renewable energy sources such as wind and solar is much more environmentally friendly than diesel. And in a paper published in the International Journal of Hydrogen Energy, Professor Cook team shows that using their patent hydrogen injection system reduces CO2 emission to just 90 kilo, uh, 90 gram kilo uh, watt per hour. 85.9% below the amount produced by the diesel-powered engine. Hmm. This new technology significantly reduces CO2 emission from exciting diesel engines, so it could play a big part in making our carbon footprint much smaller, of course. Especially in Australia, with all our mining, a- agriculture, and other heavy industries where diesel engines are widely used, says Professor Cook. We have shown that we have uh, take those exciting diesel engines and convert them into cleaner engines that burn hydrogen fuel. Being able to retrofit diesel engines that are already out there in much quicker than waiting for the development of completely new fuel cell system that might not be commercially available at a large scale for at least a decade. Hmm. With the problem of carbon emission and climate change, we need some more immediate solution to deal with the issues of these many diesel engines currently in use. High pressure hydrogen direct injection. The UNSW team solution to this uh, problem maintains the original diesel injection into the engine, but adds a hydrogen fuel injection directly into the cylinder. Okay, the collaborative research performed with Dr. Sean Chan and Professor Ewart Hawkes found that speci- uh, specifically timed hydrogen direct injection controls the mixture condition inside the cylinder of this engine, which resolves ha- harmful nitrogen oxide emission that have been a major hurdle for commercialization of hydrogen engines. If you just put hydrogen into the engine and let it all mix together, you will get a lot of nitrogen oxide, NOx emissions, which is a significant cause of air pollution and acid rain, Professor Cook says. But 
we have shown in our system if you make it certified that is that is in some area there is more hydrogen and in other regions there is less hydrogen then we reduce the nox emission below that of a purely diesel engine importantly the new hydrogen diesel direct injection dual fuel system does not require extremely high purity hydrogen which must be used in alternative hydrogen fuel cell system and is more expensive to produce and compared to exciting diesel engine and efficiency improvement of more than 26% have been shown in the diesel hydrogen hybrid that improved efficiency is achieved by independent control of hydrogen direct injection timing as well as diesel injection timing enabling full control of combustion modes premix or mixing control hydrogen combustion the research team hope to be able to commercialize the new system in the next 12 to 24 months and are keen to consult with prospective investors they say the most immediate potential use of for their new technology is in industrial location where permanent hydrogen fuel supply lines are already in place that includes mining sites where studies have shown that about 30% of greenhouse gas emissions are caused by the use of di- diesel engines largely in mining largely in mining vehicles and power generators and the australian market for diesel only power generator is currently estimated to be worth around 765 million dollars company sorry million dollars at mining site where the hydrogen is piped in we can convert the exciting diesel engines that are used to generate power says professor cook in terms of the application where the hydrogen fuel would need to be stored and moved around for example in a truck engine that currently runs purely on diesel then uh, we would also need to implement a hydrogen storage system to be integrated into our injection system i do think the general technology with regards to mobile hydrogen storage needs to be developed further because at the moment that is a quite a challenge of course of course it's a requirement in the uh, industry and in the market so it's it's basically providing you the solution to uh, to those uh, kind of answers to those kind of solu- uh, to those kinds of questions yes so and yes every developing or developed countries need to be uh, shifting their economy or shifting their fuel consumption into more sustainable way uh, for less uh, carbon emission or less carbon for, uh, footprint and yes of course we all know uh diesel is the most com- uh, combustible uh, combustion fuel uh fuel engine and have uh, some of the impurities but still it's have less uh, ca- uh carbon emission than any other uh, so yeah, and yes of course it uh, if it's combined with the hydrogen then it's uh, it's going to be reduce more emission of course uh, okay moving on towards next topic underwater movement sensor can sound the alarm when a swimmer might be drowning okay let's see many flexible fitness trackers can't be submerged in water because the coating required to completely seal these devices would make them uncomfortable to wear of course now researcher reporting in acs nano have applied a thin slip recording 
to conducting fabric, creating a breathable underwater movement sensor. They integrated the sensor into a smart device that wirelessly alerts a smartphone app when a swimmer stops moving, an indication that they could be drowning. Underwater movement sensor could have many applications such as monitoring heart rate and tracking swimmers activity and safety however current methods to protect these electronics make the device thick and impermeable to air which could lead to skin uh, irritation previous research uh, though has shown that thin even layers of polydimethyloxane pdms provide enough water repulsion to protect flexible movement sensor underwater but it's unclear whether the coating could be comfortable so jia yang huang chio uh, chio limin park yukun lai and colleagues wanted to test pdms as a water rep- uh, repellent coating for a fabric based sensor that could be a part of a wireless underwater movement detection system to do this, the researcher dipped a piece of polyester kinetic uh, fabric into a graphene oxide solution and uh, then into a hydro-iodic acid. The last immersion was uh, into a solution containing PDMS, microparticles and nanoparticles. Initial tests showed that the coated fabric was conductive and water-repellent. Uh, yet are still permeable to wear, suggesting that the uh, material would be comfortable to wear. When a sample of the coated fabric was attached to a person's finger that was the bent, was uh, then bent while underwater, it produced a measurable electrical response. The team con- uh, combined the fabric-based sensor with a power supply and a data collector to create a smart underwater movement system that could wirelessly transfer the electric response to a smartphone app. When the smart device was, was attached to a motorized swimming doll, the app tracked the doll's kicking leg. To simulate a swimmer in distress, the doll kicking motion was turned off and the app sent a red warning message. The researcher did because the, uh, the smart movement sensor repels water, it could help monitor swimmer's safety and be used in other types of underwater sensors. Of course, of course. So, I mean, great, great, uh, great discovery, great innovation. So, yep. Moving on towards next topic. Info expected to emerge slowly in hospital chain cyber attack. <laughs> okay, let's see. Details of an apparent cyber attack on one of the largest health system in the U.S. were slowly, were slow. To emerge as security experts on Friday warned that it often takes time to access the full impact on patients and hospitals. Earlier this week, Common Spirit Health confirmed it experienced as IT security issue but it has yet to answer detailed question about the incident, including how many of its 1000 uh, care sites that serve 20 million Americans may have been affected. The health system giant, which is the second largest non-profit health system in America, has 140 hospitals in 21 states. 
It actually takes a while to fully learn the scope because you're in the middle of trying to restore all your systems," said Alan Liska, an analyst with the cybersecurity firm Recorded Future. You're trying to pair to a patient care up and running. You're trying to get your nurses and your doctors back to the system they need. Healthcare organization are an appealing target for cyber attackers, particularly those who use malware to lock up a victim organization files and leverage the information for a payment. Ransomware has remained a persistent threat for the industry which is among the 16 sectors the US government classifies as critical infrastructure. Ransomware attackers, actors, known that uh, that's going to cause a lot of disruption, Liska said. Of course, healthcare system in 2021 saw an unusual high amount of attacks with 285 publicly reported worldwide, Liska added. So far, Liska firm has attracted 155 this year with an average of 20 attacks happening a month. However, he estimated the only about 10% of ransomware attacks are publicized. Cybersecurity experts said years of work have built healthcare leaders, trust in the FBI and other federal agencies focused on cybercrime. An FBI spokesperson declined to comment on whether they are investigating the common spirit health cyber attack. John Riggi, the American Hospital Association National Advisor for Cybersecurity and Risk, said he could not discuss common spirit specifically in general through, he said it can take days weeks or more uh, to discover how an attacker gained access, determine what damage has been done and prevent further harm. Reggie was uh, sent, spent nearly 13 years with the FBI, called a significant cyber attack and on a hospital, a potential risk to patient safety, and said the US government takes that seriously. Their goal, he said, is to identify the attacker and make their identity and method methodology public. They uh, don't want to show their hand and what they know about the bad guys, he said. You are really processing a crime scene in a real time. Of course. But these are risk to victims of cyber attacks who fail to communicate their response plan and strategy for recovery, said Mike Hamilton, the chief information security officer with Critical Insight Cybersecurity in Washington State. The reaction of patient staff and affiliated healthcare op operations to those chain handling of the incidents all could affect the company future survival, he said. Here's how close. We are uh, to resolution, here's why we are diverting here and uh, are the other hospitals we are partner, uh, partnering with. Hamilton said they need to be uh, sure they are communicating because so many people are being impact, impacted by this. Of course, of course. So there is a ransomware attack by the attackers or the actors, whatever, uh, by the attacker of course. So. Uh, there is a possibility of risk uh, for the potential uh, potential risk for the patient health or patient uh, patient settings or patient reports. So yep, I mean, of course, information has been leaked or ransomware has been successful for the attackers. So it's going to be interesting thing. So yeah, moving on towards next topic. 
achieving photovoltaic power generation for over 1000 continuous hours efficiency more than 20% okay nems have developed a durable 1 cm square perovskite solar cell capable of generating electricity for more than 1000 continuous hours at a photoelectric conversion efficiency that is power uh, power generation efficiency of more than 20% exposure to sunlight because the solar cells can be fabricated on the surface of a plastic material at approximately 100 degrees celsius this technique may be used to develop light versatile solar cells solar cells have been a vital component for of decarbonization policies making them the subject of the intense research around the globe perovskite solar cells are a potentially promising next generation solar cell technology because they can be produced more easily and at lower cost than conventional solar cells however perovskite solar cells also have disadvantages they are prone to degradation when they react with water molecules and it had proven difficult to make them both durable and highly efficient okay most perovskite solar cells have similar power generation mechanism when the perovskite layer absorbs sunlight it generates electron and holes of course these electron and holes then migrate separately into adjacent electron transport layer and hole transport layer respectively where they flow to produce an electrical current of course to simultaneously improve the efficiency and durability of perovskite solar cells the layers and the interface between them need to be enable electrons and holes to move through them more freely while rendering the interfaces impermeable to water molecules hmm. this research team added a hydra hydrazine de- derivative containing water re- uh, repellent fluorine atoms Uh, 5f phz to the interface between the electron transport layer and the perovskite layer composed of a crystalline structure fa 0.84 cs 0.12 rb 0.04 pbl 3 which has been expressed simply by the abx 3 uh, of course where a a com- uh, capital a a combination of uh, formidium ions fa plus cs plus ions and rb plus ions and b pb2 plus ions and z a- equal to 1 minus minus electron of course this interface successfully prevented water molecule that have penetrated uh, the electron transport layer from coming into contact with the perovskite layer thereby improving the durability of the solar cells the use of the interface also reduces the number of crystalline defects that form on the surface of the perovskite layer a cause of decreased power generation efficiency in addition the team added a, f- a phosphonic acid derivative meo 2 pa cz to the interface between the whole transport layer and the perovskite layer which minimize defect in formation in the whole transport uh, layer and thereby improved the power generation efficiency of the pa- uh, of the solar cells the study is published in advanced energy materials in future research the team plans to develop even more efficient and durable perovskite solar cell by creating a database of molecules that can be integrated into the interface conducting data driven research and uh, designing molecules that can be used to improve interfacial properties of course okay moving on towards next topic method to fabricate eco-friendly 
absorbents for heavy metal ion removal by 3d printing okay let's see one of the leading causes of water pollution is heavy metal uh, contamination which has profound ad adverse effects on human health and the environment that's why clarkson university researchers have developed a cost effective 3d printing technology to create sustainable bio uh, based absorbents that can effectively remove toxic heavy metal ions from contaminated environments The 3D printing technique offers a cost-effective, scalable, and simple approach to creating uh, durable absorbents for environmental remediation that can be used broadly by the community for environmental remediation and sensing application. The work performed in the laboratory of Professor Silvana Andreosu, the Egon Mitsukajic uh, Chair in Chemistry, was recently featured on the front cover page. of the general environmental science advances nadia chang a biomolecular science undergraduate and the two chemistry graduate students abraham s finney and oliveston pupola were involved in the project nadia started her work on this project as a senior in high school and then as a clarkson school student our work demonstrated unique capability of green and sustainable materials to be ad additively manufacturing and design so that they have uh, the ability to capture and remove toxic contaminants providing innovative solution for next generation detection and remediation technologies this work contributes to the development of material and method for uh, environmental monitoring and clean up to achieve the global who goals for clean and sustainable water said professor androsu Abraham as Finney PhD a senior scientist at Waters Corporation and former member of Professor Andrew Scalab exposure to such innovative application focused and cutting edge scientific research at Clarkson makes Clarkson graduate excellent problem solvers who go on to become impactful leaders tackling global challenges another reason why employers find Clarkson graduate highly attractive okay okay so providing the result on the 3d printing eco friendly absorbents for heavy metal ion removal so yep i mean it's going to be, uh, it's going to be very useful in the many industries uh in the manufacturing or in the metal industry of course uh, in the production itself and in many many other things so yep i mean great great man Moving on towards next topic with seemingly endless data storage at our fingerprints digital hoarding could be an increasing problem okay let's see as data storage has become a more accessible than ever that amount of digital stuff we all have stashed away is on the rise too for many of us it's becoming more unwisely by the day in a recent paper published in the journal information and management we have investigated a rising phenomenon called digital hoarding the team to acquire and hold on to digital content without an intended purpose the way we interact with digital content through easily available smartphones social media and messaging apps only exacerbates uh, the behavior social media platform especially encourage us to hold 
as our emotions get entangled with the digital contents we share with others such as photon with lots of shares or likes if it can uh, take up to 25 or more selfie before seeing a winner the sheer volume of content creation raises an important question how do we plan to manage this morsels of data taking clutter into the digital area era hoarding is defined as a persistent difficulty in discarding one possessions and can be either a disorder on its own a symptom of another mental health issue such as uh, obsessive compulsive disorder a person with hoarding disorder experiences distress at the thought of getting rid of the items they end up with an uh, excessive accumulation of stuff in their home regardless of actual value we propose that digital hoarding happens when an individual constantly acquires digital content feels difficult in discarding it and accumulates digital content without an intended purpose digital purpose uh, can quickly spiral out of control to perhaps even more quickly than in the f- uh, physical world due to several reason first the digital hoarder is less likely to notice the space limitation in the digital world while the boundaries of a physical uh, space are clear such boundaries are less uh, prominent in digital spaces second hoarding of physical object happens in fixed boundaries while digital spaces are expandable you can get additional digital storage with minimum effort at very little or zero cost third uh, to hoard physical items a person need to expand some afford such as purchasing item by contract most dig- most digital contents are either self created free or available on a subscription basis fourth compared with physical stuff digital contents can be multiplied for example by making copies with ma- very minimal effort of course overall having various formats of digital content and endless uh, capacity to expand uh, storage increasing emotional attachment and the lack of sophisticated retrieval system may all make an individual nervous to delete this digital, uh, this digital content showing the potential signs of digital hoarding defining digital hoarding we define digital hoarding based on three criteria constant acquisition of digital contents discarding difficulty and a pro propensity for digital content clutter constant acquisition refers to the constant gathering of digital content without much consideration of its value purpose or utility with most uh, with most uh, communication take place electronically we tend to keep any and all digital content without discrimination just in case this includes emails images videos bills and re- uh, receipts In our research sample some pe- uh, some people have gathered more than 40 terabytes tv of digital content over time acquisition re- refers not just to photons you have in storage device for instance but also once uploaded to social media difficulty of discarding digital content is the second characteristic of digital hoarding think about the last time you meticulously deleted old emails for example theoretically an individual with compulsive hoarding disorder tend to place high value on the contents they have and as a result they feel great uh, difficulty discarding them 
Clutter Pro Pensity is the third characteristic of digital hoarding. It refers to how abducting digital contents, often unrelated, are stored in disordered fashion. As most digital contents can be stored in any digital device, individuals tend to save such content without much organization and think they can sort it out later. This often leads to a feeling of being disorganized and cluttered in digital spaces. What can you do to curb digital hoarding? In our survey of 8846 respondents representing the general uh, population, we found that digital hoarding can lead to higher levels of anxiety. Statistically, 37% of one total level of anxiety measured using an established depression, anxiety, and stress scale was explained by digital hoarding. Our uh, research also showed females are 27% uh, more likely to feel the negative impact of digital hoarding compared with their male counterparts. Not surprisingly, the number of data storage devices someone owned worsened the impact of digital hoarding. For example, if someone owns multiple hard drives or cloud storage, digital hoarding impacts can increase. In the modern world, it is inevitable uh, that digital content plays an important role in our lives. Therefore, the potential of serious mental health impacts from digital hoarding is a real possibility. If you think you are holding on to too much digital content, here are, so, here are some tips. Consider doing a spring clean every year and schedule a time to spring clean your digital footprint. Reduce unnecessary digital content. Come up with simple mechanism to organize your files, emails, pictures, and videos. Reaccesses uh, the importance of many social networks, including groups, in many uh, communication apps, and retain only those essential to you. Of course. However, if you find this issue particularly dif uh, difficult or confronting, cons uh, consider speaking to your doctor or a mental health specialist. Hmm. So, yep, I mean, <laughs> so yeah, it's a great, uh, not, it's a, not a great, it's a difficult for everyone or the AI to convert or organize those things. So, yep. Uh, Many of the, uh, many of the companies just store the data for the uh, for own beneficial, but still, we need to have uh, some kind of storage in them. So, yeah, yeah, okay. Moving on towards next topic. Sustainable concrete cuts emission and use wa waste for better buildings. Okay, let's see. And an, an international research group is building a case for more sustainable concrete by replacing synthetic reinforcement material with natural fibers and material from different waste streams. The latest Flinders University-led study with experts from US, from the US and Turkey demonstrates how geopolymers reinforced with renewable na and natural fibers and made with industrial byproducts and waste-based waste, uh, waste -based sands from lead uh, smelting or glass making can match the strength 
durability and drying shrinkage qualities of those containing natural sand which in turn consumes more uh, resources and generates extra emission in its processing conventional concrete is the most widely used construction material with 25 billion tons used every year it consumes about 30% of non renewable natural resources emitting about 8% of atmospheric greenhouse gases and comprising up to 50% of landfill lead a uh, researcher finland uh, flinders university civil and structural engineering research dr ali alia akbar gola ampor says the promising uh, findings have significant potential for the use of natural fibers in the development of structural great construction materials in which binder and aggregate are placed by individual by products and waste based materials test results show that geopolymers using waste glass and exhibit superior strength and load water absorption than those containing natural river and while uh, laid smelter slag lss based geopolymers have lower drying shrinkage compared to geopolymers prepared with natural river sand natural fibers such as ma uh, rami sisal hemp coir jute and bamboo but also incorporated in testing experiments the uh, the geopolymers containing 1% rami hemp and ba uh, bamboo fiber and 2% rami fiber exhibit higher compressive and tensile strength and a lower drying shrinkage than unreinforced uh, geopolymer while those containing 1% rami fiber have the highest strength and lowest drying shrinkage the new australian led study published in the construction and building materials adds global efforts uh, tackling the environmental impact for of producing conventional building materials and waste to landfill volumes with concrete we can uh, we can not only recycle huge volume of industrial byproducts and waste material including concrete aggregates to improve the mechanical and durability properties of concrete but also use alternative eco friendly natural fibers which otherwise would not be used constructively says dr gola uh, gola lampore this research will also look at to design mixes of recycled cores aggregates and other types of cellulosic fibers including water paper for different uh, construction and building applications we also plan to investigate their application in construction 3d printing for the future hmm. of course moving on towards next topic mapping human brain development okay let's see The human brain is probably the most complex organ in the entire living world and has long been an object of fascination for researchers. Okay. However, studying the brain, especially the genes and molecular switches that regulates and directs its development is no easy task. To date, a scientist have uh, proceeded using animal models, primarily mice of course, but their findings cannot be uh, transferred directly to humans okay a mouse brain is structured uh, differently and lacks uh, the furrowed surface typical of the human brain cell structure has thus far been of limited value in the in this field a cell as cells tend to spread over a large area when grown uh, 
on a cultural dish this does not corresponds to the natural three dimensional structure of the brain mapping molecular fingerprints a group of researchers led by barbara truntland e eth professor eth professor at the department of biosystem uh, science and engineering in basel has now taken a new approach to studying the development of the of the human brain they are growing and using organoids multimeter millimeter sized three dimensional tissues that uh, can be grown from what are known as pluripotent stem cells okay uh, provided these uh, stem cells receive the stimulus uh, the right stimulus researcher can program them to become any kind of cell present in the body including neurons when the stem cells are aggregated into a small ba a ball of tissue and then exposed to the appropriate stimulus they can even self organize and form a three dimensional brain or organoid with the complex tissue architecture in a new study just published in nature trotland and her colleagues have now studied thousands of individual cells without a brain organoid at various points in time and in great detail their goal was to characterize the cells in the molecular genetic terms in other words the totality of all gene transcript transcriptome as a measure of gene expression but also the accessibility of the genome as a measure of regularity activity they have managed to represent this data as a kind of map showing the molecular fingerprint of each cell within the organoid however this procedure generates Im immense data sets each cell in the organoid has 20 uh, 20 uh, 20000 genes and each organoid in turn consists of many thousands of cells this result in a gigantic matrix and the only way we can solve it it is with the help of suitable programs and machine learning explained jonas flack a doctor student in the trotland groups and one of the study co-lead author to analyze all these data and predict gene regulation mechanics mechanisms the researcher developed their own program we can use it to generate an entire inter interaction network for each individual gene and predict what will happen in real cells what when the gene fails flexes identifying genetic switches the aim of this study was to systematically identify those genetic switches that have a significant impact on the development of neurons in the different regions of brain organoids with the help of crispr cas9 system the ear researcher selectively switched off one gene in each cell altogether about two dozen genes simultaneously in the entire organoid this enabled them to find out what role the respective genes played in the development of the brain organoid this technique can be used to screen genes involved in disease in addition we can look at the effect these uh, genes have on how different cells within the organoid develop explains sophie jensen also a doctoral student in trotton group and the second co-lead author of the study checking pattern formation in the forebrain to test the theory that researcher choose the gli3 gene as an example this gene is the blueprint of the transcription factor of the same time a protein that docks onto certain sites on dna in order to regulate other another gene when gli3 is switched off the cellular machinery is prevented from reading this gene and tra transcribing it into an 
एन आर एन ए मॉलिक्यूल इन माइस म्यूटेशन इन द जीएलआई थ्री जीन कैन लीड टू माल फॉर्मेशन इन द सेंट्रल नर्वस सिस्टम इट्स रोल इज ह्यूमन न्यूडनल डेवलपमेंट वॉज प्रीवियसली अनएक्सप्लोर्ड बट इट इज नोन डैट म्यूटेशन द जीन लीड टू डिजीज सच एज ग्रिक सिल्फ्लो पॉलिसाइल सी एंड पेलिस्टर हॉल सिंड्रोम्स Silencing uh, this GLI-3 gene enabled the researcher both to verify their theoretical prediction and to determine directly in the cell uh, culture how the loss of the gene affected the brain organoid for uh, further development. We have shown for the first time that the GLI-3 gene is involved in the formation of four brain patterns in humans. This had previously been shown only in mice. Trentland says. model system reflect, uh, reflect developmental biology the exciting thing about this research is that it le- uh, lets you use genome wide data from so many individual cells to postulate who roles individual genes play she explains what's equally exciting in many in my opinion is that these model system made in a petri dish really Uh, do reflect development of biology as we know it from mice trutland also find it's fascinating how the culture medium can give rise to self organized tissue which structure comparable to those of the human brain not only at the morphological level but also as the researchers have shown in this in their latest study at the level of gene regulation and pattern formation organoids like this are truly an excellent way to study human development biology she points out okay <laughs> versatile brain organoids of course research and organoids made up of human cell material has the advantage that the findings are transferable to humans they can be used to study not only basic development biology but also the role of the genes in diseases or developmental brain disorders for example trutland and her colleagues are working with organoids of this type to investigate the genetic cause of autism and of heterotopia in this latter neurons appear outside this usual anatomic location in the cerebral cortex organoids may also be used for testing drugs and possibly for culturing transportable organs or organ parts treatment confirmed that the pharmaceutical industry is very interested in this uh, cell uh, cultures however growing organoids takes both a time and effort moreover each clump of cells develops individual rather than in the standardized way that is why treatment and her team are working to improve the organoids and automate their manufacturing process so these are the thing these are the how uh, basically research mapping the human brain development and how this thing works in this industry of course it's go- uh, it's a neuroscience topic so yep uh, yeah moving on towards next topic other sars cov2 proteins are important for disease uh, severity aside from the spike <laughs> okay let's see University of Maryland School of Medicine researchers have identified how multiple genes of SARS-CoV-2 affect disease severity which could lead to new ways in how we develop future vaccines or develop newer treatment the genes uh, control the immune system of the host contributing to how firstly the bo- um, 
body response to COVID-19 infection. Although people typically think of the spike protein that forms the structural crown as the driving factor behind each new variant of COVID-19, research finding also shows that mutation in other accessory genes also plays a role in how the disease progresses. Because of this, researchers believe this accessory proteins warrant further study as their mutation increasing may become more significant as newer variant arise. Their finding were published in the proceeding of the National Academy of Science, the BA4 variant of Omicron, which is uh, calculated earlier this year was overtaken by the latest BA5 variant of the virus uh, calculating now but both of these uh, both of these variants seems to evade the immune system due to mutation in the spike protein because of the spike mutation the researcher says the previous vaccines are not an effective in preventing disease what is the interesting is that both BA4 and BA5 variants have the same genetic sequence for the spike protein said Matthew Freeman PhD Alicia and Yaya Foundation Professor of Viral Pathogen Research in the Development of Microbiology and Immunology at Yumsom. This means it's uh, the other genes, uh, the non-spike proteins genes that seem to affect the way uh, the virus copies itself and cause diseases. So mutation in these other accessory genes are what has allowed variants like BA5 to out-compete the earlier version of the virus. The SARS-CoV-2 virus has uh, three kinds of genes, those involved in making more uh, copies of the virus, those uh, that uh, make the virus structure and accessory genes that have other function for uh, this new study. The researcher wanted to find uh, wanted to find out the function of the accessory genes to do this. this um, the recreated virus is missing each of uh, each of four accessory proteins and then infected mice with this new virus of the original virus. Next, they observed how each virus affected the mice. Dr. Freeman team of researchers found that virus missing the ORF, uh, ORF3A AB gene lead to a more mild infections than the original SARS-CoV-2 virus. The mice uh, with the uh, virus strain lost uh, uh, less weight and had less uh, virus in their lungs than mice infected with the original virus. These findings indicate that uh, the ORF3AB a slash B gene likely plays a role in either making more copies of the virus through viral replication or blocking the or blocking the immune response uh, to the infection. Other experiments suggested ORF3A slash uh, B has an extra job in the virus by seeming to activate the body innate. Body innate's immune system, the first lines of defense launched by the immune system, signaling that a foreign invader needs to be vanquished. In contrast, the researcher found that mice infected with the virus missing the ORF. Uh, RF8 gene were sicker than mice with the original strain of SARS-CoV-2. This mice has in had increased inflammation in their lungs when compared with the original SARS-CoV-2 virus. The researcher says said that RF uh, RF8 seems to control the immune response in the lungs by in inhibiting the immune response RF8 helps the virus to replicate more in the lungs which worsens infection when removed it allows the immune system to fight back harder said dr freeman 
Next, the researcher looked at how important the spike protein was for disease. Similarly, in each of the different variants of SARS-CoV-2, they, uh, they took uh, the original virus and swapped out the spike gene with the spike gene of the either the alpha, beta, gamma, or delta variant. Then they infected cells and mice and observed how each of the viruses replicated and entered healthy cells. The virus used the spike protein on the host ACE2 receptor found on the outside of cells lining the lungs as a way to get inside uh, and infect cells. The Dr. Friedman teams found uh, that the spike protein determined the similarity of some of the variants but not for others. The gamma variant was weaker than the other variant in its ability to replicate and infect. The researchers think the mutation in genes outside of the spike, particularly in the RF8 uh, gene, seems to play a role in making this uh, version weaker than the others, although the gamma variant so, uh, circulated in Brazil, it did not uh, spread further around the globe and as uh, it is overtaken by stronger variants. While the spike mutations are important for enhancing receptor binding and entering into cells, the researchers also found uh, that the mutation is in the accessory proteins can alter clinical disease Presentation said Dr. Mark T. Geldwin, MD, Vice President of Medical Affairs at the University of Maryland, Baltimore, and the John Z. and Akikio K. Bowers, Distinguished Professor and Dean U.M. Som. We need to learn more about the role of accessory protein mutation in COVID-19 infection, especially as new variants and subvariants keep emerging where these other proteins may play more of a steering role. The researcher plan to focus on dissecting more of RF8 function in future studies. So, okay, I guess there is no need of explanation because it's well described by the uh, author itself. So, moving on towards the next topic. Rugby players face highly increased MND risk disease study. Okay. Rugby chief must uh, take uh, urgent action to reduce head injuries after a study indicated that former international players are 15 times more likely to develop motor neuron disease, researchers said Tuesday. Academics who studied a current of former Scottish international found that overall the ex-players were about 2.5 times more likely to develop neurodegenerative disease than expected compared to members of the general population. Multiple studies have shown a link between brain injuries and an increased risk of developing neurodegenerative disease and uh, that ex-professional athletes are at an increased risk of the developing such condition as a concern grow a group of former players has decided to sue uh, various governing bodies for allegedly failing to protect them from pre permanent injury in the latest research a team led by the university of glasgow compared the health outcomes among a 412 male scottish former international rugby player with over 
1200 match individual from the general population the result published in the journal of neurology and neurosurgery and psychiatric showed that the while age at death was slightly higher among former players they uh, were also at higher risk of neurodegenerative disease diagnosis compared to the, uh, to their match controls the risk varies by subtype but not uh, by player position as well as the higher risk of developing motor neuron disease the risk of parkinson disease is three times greater this study provides further insight into the into the association between con- act sports and neurodegenerative disease risk said glasgow consultant neuropathologist uh, willy stewart who lead the research team of particular concern are the data on motor neurons disease risk among our rugby players which is even higher than uh, that of former professional footballers this finding requires immediate research and attention the motor neuron disease association says the disease affects up to 5000 adults in the uk at any one one uh, at any one time with a one in 300 risk of getting mnd across a lifetime the researcher said the po- uh, papers finding echo those of a previous studies of former professional footballer players and american footballer players players but point out Most of the rugby player study were amateurs playing before the sport uh, turned professional in 1995 they said they showed the risk were not uh, confined to professional athlete professional risk Stewart who previous research showed ex-professional footballers had a significantly higher risk of dying from neurodegenerative disease than the general population said he was concerned that rugby players face even more risk in the professional era with an increasing number of matches being played rugby has uh, has talked a lot in and is doing a lot about head injury management and talking about whether it can reduce impact exposure during the week he said i think uh, the, uh, those conversation has gone have gone on a while and the pace of the progress is pretty slow he added instead of talking about extension extending season and introducing new competitions and global seasons they should be talking about the restricting it as much as possible cutting back on the amount of rugby we are seeing and getting rid of as much training as possible stewart said rapid strides had been made in american football highlighting the uh, re- reduction in contract training i think rugby could be speeding up the space of a change he said i know it's tough to think of about there being less rugby rather than more uh, uh, but maybe less is more maybe you get a better uh, quality product if the players are less damaged and filter rather than developing depending purely on quantity So I think rugby has to think about it you can you can't continue to put young men and women through uh, what uh, they have been uh, through now we know from the mature era there's the risk of brain disease motor neuron disease association director of research development Brian Dickey ve- uh, welcomed the report but said research needed to uh, to be extended into much larger population we know that the vast majority of cases of mnd involved 
a complex mix of genetic and environmental risk factors so uh, the level of genetic risk may be uh, different in high performance athletes compared with general population he said of course so these are the uh, these are the challenges faced by the rugby players in the uh, united states and many other uh, regions where the rugby is played well so yep moving on towards next topic china imposes lockdown as covid-19 surges after holiday okay let's see chinese cities uh, were imposing fresh lockdowns and travel restrictions after the number of new daily covid-19 cases tripled during a week long holiday ahead of a major communist party meeting in the beijing next week okay the latest lockdown started on monday in fengyang city in north uh, northern china's shanxi province after a preliminary positive case was found in city wide testing the previous day state broad, uh, broadcaster cctv reported in the nearly in our mong monglia mongolia region the capital hohot announced uh, that an uh, outside uh, vehicles and the passenger uh, would be uh, would be prohibited from entering the city uh, starting tuesday hohot has recorded more than 2000 cases over about 12 days china is one of the few places in the world still uh, resorting to harsh measure to keep the distance uh, to keep the disease from spreading the long ruling communist party is uh, particularly concerned as it tries to present a positive image of the nation in the run up uh, to a once in a five years party congress that starts sunday travel uh, came down the, um, was down during an annual national day holiday that began october 1st as authorities discour- uh, discouraged from leaving their cities and province but the number of new daily ca- uh, cases has still grown to about uh, 1800 from 600 at the start of, of uh, the break leaders uh, don't want a major outbreak to cause a pall a pall over the uh, uh, over the congress but their strict zero covid approach has taken an economic t- uh, toll particularly on small businesses and temporary workers many in china hope the pandemic policy will ease after the meeting Out- uh, outbreaks have been reported across the country with the largest in the inner mongolia and the far west Xing- uh, xinjiang region both have been recording several hundred new cases a day both shanghai wa- uh, where re- uh, residents in- endured prolonged lockdowns earlier this year and the national capital beijing have had a small but growing number of cases two shanghai district announced closure of cinemas and other entertainment venues on monday lining up for a few virus tests several uh, times a week has uh, become the norm for many chinese with beijing and other cities requiring a negative test result within 72 hours to enter parks office buildings shops and other public places <laughs> okay <laughs> moving on towards next news wonder build to review gender affirming surgeries for minors okay let's see 
Officials at Vanderbilt University Medical Center announced Friday that they are pausing gender-affirming surgeries for minors in order to review their practices. The news delivered in a letter sent uh, to a lawmaker who has a who has demanded an end up uh, to the surgeries was publicly released Friday afternoon. It comes amid mounting political pressure from tennis rep- uh, Republican leaders, may, uh, many of whom are running for uh, re-election, who called uh, for an investigation into the private non-profit hospital after videos surfaced on social media last month of a doctor uh, Tolting the gender affirming procedure are huge money makers. Another uh, video showed a staffer uh, saying anyone with a religious objection uh, should quit. None of the politicians could po- uh, point to a specific law that the hospital had violated, and no agency to date has committed uh, to an to an investigation. Republican government bill Lee office said they had passed their concern to the Attorney General Jonathan Scrimmerty and but his office has not commented on whether he is looking into the Nashville based hospital. We are pausing gender affirmation surgeries on patients under age 18 while we complete this review which uh, may take several months wrote C. Wright Pinson. WMC Deputy CEO and Chief Health uh, System Officer. The GOP-dominated legislature is scheduled uh, to run requirements in January and many lawmakers have vowed to introduce legislation further limit a gender-affirming treatment. If successful, it's unclear if mm, BUMC would be allowed to resume gender-affirming surgery for minors regardless of the internal re- uh, review. We should, not, uh, we should not allow permanent life-altering decisions that hurt children, Lee, uh, Lee tweeted late Friday. With the partnership of the General Assembly, General Assembly, this practice uh, should end in tennis. Okay, according to Pinson, the World Professional Association for Transgender Health recently changed its recommendation for transgender uh, treatment, which helped prompt the need for a review. On average, VUMC has uh, provided five gender affirming surgeries to minors every year since its transgender clinic opened in 2018. All were over the age of 16 and had parental consent and none received genital procedure. The revenue uh, from this limited number of surgery represent an immaterial percentage of uh, BUMC net o- opera- uh, operating revenue, Pinson wrote. Emails provided to the Associated Press, uh, press uh, through a public records uh, request show hundreds of uh, tennises reached out uh, to the uh, governor office in uh, supporting of shutting down VUMC transgender youth health clinic uh, with some asking him to call a special legislative session to uh, address the issue. Others asked if he could suspend the license of the doctor who worked at the clinic. A few uh, Chris, uh, 
criticized criticized Lee for not uh, taking harsh steps earlier when he signed legislation banning doctors from providing gender conforming hormone treatment to prepubescent minors only a handful defended the clinic service with some saying transgender uh, transgender healthcare they received had been life saving of course these are the uh, okay moving on towards next topic and the last topic of the podcast yes it's going not going with a pod, uh, topic it's going to be the news so yep fire arms violence prevention demands a public safety approach like regulation of motor vehicles <laughs> okay let's see each day uh, 28 us children and uh, teens the equivalent of a high school classroom die from gun violence making it uh, the number one killer of youth through age 24 the national death uh, uh, death rate is significantly higher than all other uh, high income countries combined la- uh, largely due to an alarming increase in suicides and homicides that do not make national headline national headlines the american academy of pediatrics the american um, uh, academy of pediatrics uh, calls uh, for tackling this uh, public health emergency with an harm uh, re- uh, reduction approach using tactics that have successfully resulted in a decrease in motor vehicle related injuries and deaths the app offers a recommendation within an updated policy statement firearm related injuries and death and death in children and youth injury prevention and harm reduction which with an accompanying technical report will be published during the 2022 op national conference and exhibition in can anism california on october 8 okay this is not a simple problem and it cannot be fixed with a simple solution said lead author leos k uh, lee md mph fab chair of the op council on injury violence and poison prevention who wrote the reports pedre uh traditions as a start can offer fa- families guidance and education on more safety storing guns up also calls for supporting legislation that might like the common sense requirements for obtaining uh, obtaining a driver license would improve gun ownership safety okay okay over the past decade rates of homicides and suicide from uh, firearms in us youth especially those ages 15 to 24 years have increased by 14% 39% respectively among all used firearms deaths homicides account for 58% suicides account for 37% 2% are unintentional and legal intervention accounts for 1% 
about 85% of firearm deaths in children ages 12 and younger occurred in the home teenagers 1317 are equally likely to be killed at home 29% or on the street sidewalk 38% according to the research based on 2014 data many firearm tra- uh, tragedies escape public attention because they occurred in a home sometimes in a child homes ho- own home or at a, fr- a friend's house or uh, their neighbor uh, or grandparents residence said eric uh, w flickrod md mph fap a co-author of both reports research uh, tell us the families tend to uh, to underestimate how children will behave when they encounter a gun and ma- uh, miscalculate the risk suicide risk are also a huge concern especially in families where teens are struggling with their uh, with their mental health app recommends action to th- at the local state and federal level there includes firearm anticipatory guidance and lethal means counseling mental health screenings and safe gun storage education provided by clinicians as a part of routine patient visits increased funding for violence intervention program at hospital and community settings regulations so firearms are regulated for safety like other consumers product including motor uh, vehicles national requirement could be uh, established for training licensing insurance coverage and registration of individual purchasing firearms and uh, requirements for safe storage firearm safety design and regulation with uh, advocacy for the design and sale of affordable personalized smart gun and safety technology which allow only authorized users uh, to pull the trigger on the firearm legislation that includes universal background checks using uh, both federal databases and information from local law enforcement before all firearm purchases legislation encouraging the safe storage of firearms extreme risk of protection order erpo laws also known as red flag laws that prohibit individual at risk of um, harming themselves or other from purchasing or owning a firearm by a, by a court order more funding for firearm injury and prevention research research and uh, publication addressing firearm related injuries deaths and intervention has lagged far behind uh, other area of study and impeded the ability to apply evidence based approaches to decrease firearm injuries and death in the us children and youth we can't afford uh, to stand by and watch uh, as more children and communities are traumatized by the firearm violence not only from what uh, they experience f- uh, first hand but what they see and hear about uh, in their uh, neighborhoods and in the us at large dr lee said as a nation we are judged by how we can care for our children and so we must act on now to turn around the tide of increasing firearm violence to our kids okay of course <laughs> okay i guess there no need for explanation so i'm ending this podcast with the note keep researching stay curious stay healthy